and welcome to episode 4 of the Falkirk Council IMS podcast. Thank you for joining us once again. We've got another good podcast lined up for you. Um, today we're starting with our featured pupil, who this week is a boy called Aidan from Graham High School. Aidan is a pianist who studies under Mr Blamey. Um, we're going to hear from him in just a wee second and then later on I'm going to have a chat with Jen Cuthbertson who is a brass tutor with West Lothian Council at the minute. Um, she's going to tell us a wee bit about her time at Napier University and her time teaching in Dubai. Um, I had a good chat with her which went on for a wee while so we're actually going to hear it in two parts and we'll hear the second part next week. Um, please come back for that. She's going to chat to us about mental health among other things, so it would be great for you to tune in for that. So let's go over to the chat with Aidan first. Aidan, welcome to the podcast today. Thanks for having me. Um, And can you just tell us a wee bit about yourself, um, who you are, what you play, what school you go to? Yeah, so um, I go to Grimm High School. I'm in S6. Uh, I've been doing piano lessons with Mr Blamey from about S2 and I've been doing guitar lessons with Mr Robbie um, from the start of June last year up until now. Okay, and how did how did you start playing piano? How did that come about? Um, so I've had a keyboard in my room from about primary one age and growing up, growing up through primary school, I kind of taught myself chords and... Um, and how to play them and the different extensions and such um, and I, the way I'd play songs was through um, guitar tabs um, so I'd read the chords of the song and play it that way so okay. um, yeah then I went with Mr Blamey and started learning how to read sheet music Right, so was someone in your, was there someone in your house that played music already? Um, not really, my mum uh, did play piano lessons when she was my age but she stopped okay. when she went out of school um, but right. apart from that, there's no one. So you just kind of learned yourself from early on. Yeah, yeah. That's that's good stuff. That's really difficult to do. So that's impressive. Um, and then guitar. When did you say that was about a year ago? Did you say or a couple of years ago? Yeah, that was that was last year. But I'd been already kind of taught myself guitar before then. It was just because I wanted to do it for my advanced hire. Um, Miss Miller said that I should, you know, get lessons as well. Um, okay. Only help. That's fine. And do you use that for class music, obviously? Uh, yeah. So, uh, I think oh, Blackbird, um, Killer Queen, and um, you've got a friend of me. The pieces I've been doing just this past year. All right. Okay. And what style of piano is it that you like playing? Do you are you a classical player? Are you a jazz player? Are you a um, player? I don't know. I I, I kind of like just playing about different um, chord progressions and kind of try and make stuff up myself and I'm really into um, you know trying lots of different like jazzy kind of stuff so I'd probably, I'd probably say I'd lean towards more of the jazz side Okay but you do a wee bit of everything? Yeah I try to I try to there's just I don't know much different stuff no, as that I can gives you a, That gives you a good grounding so that's that's a good thing to do yeah no matter what instrument it is you're playing it's I think it's really important to get that um get all these different styles in and get experience and all that they all help each other yeah. okay, do you have a would you say you have like a favourite piano player that you do you like listening to or is there anyone in particular um, in terms of 
piano playing, probably, probably Elton John. I really, I really like his, his. He's got. I think he's got like a really distinct style of playing. Um, yeah. Which kind of kind of the way. I I like to do it. It's kind of like like how he does it. It's kind of how I aim towards like how he plays around the chords, and uses the melody Good. around that. I really like that way. Good stuff. So, what's your favorite Elton John song? Oh, um, probably Leave On. I really like that one. Is it Leave Okay. I'm not, I'm not entirely sure, but I really like that one. Yeah. Okay, that's fine. Um, so you mentioned just before we started there, you mentioned that you play in a band. Do you want to tell us a wee bit about that? Yeah. So, um, in a band called the Belugas, um. And we started we started last year in January, which is probably the worst time to start a band and try and get gigs, because as soon as we got gigs planned, um, they all got cancelled, and we've still not had one. Um, we were meant we we're meant to have one in the Mash House in Edinburgh. That was meant to be our first one. Um, okay. But yeah, that's that's not happened. So. Someday. Someday. Yeah. yeah soon. Hopefully, hopefully, some point this year, that sort of stuff will be able to continue again. We have but been yeah, doing through lockdown. We, we managed to do like different covers of songs, but through kind of like Zoom. So like I'd record my side, um, and yep. they'll record their bits, and I'd mix it together and make like a almost kind of music video type thing. So that's the way that's we cool. kind of well, managed to do stuff. That's, that's a difficult thing to do. Like even just the playing it playing each playing your own parts a difficult part of it as well but like mixing it all together is yeah. incredibly difficult that's Nightmare. a really good skill to have but you obviously enjoy doing that sort of thing yeah yeah I really enjoy it good okay um, so outside of music what other hobbies do you have um, well I do I do mountain biking um, done that for quite a few years um, I also do well I have done acting I was in the Royal Conservatoire Scotland's junior programme um, right, and that that ended during lockdown. Actually, it was a three year course, and um, but yeah, that was really good. It was one of the best things I've, I've ever done. Just go to that. Okay, yeah, it's an incredible place. The RCS, like yeah, the, the the level of stuff they teach there is just unreal. It's amazing. Like yeah, the junior stuff is is such a good program as well. It's such a good thing to get involved with. Okay, um, so your mountain biking, like, do you? Is that something you do all over, or you just kind of stay local with that, or do you, like do you travel about to go to different like tracks or whatever? Um, we've kind of me and my friends we just kind of stayed local, and we've tried to go to other places, but um, obviously right now it's really difficult because we can't. But yeah, um, yeah, I think we mostly just stay local. Right. Okay. Um, can you tell me about a concert that you've been to that you really enjoyed? So it could be your favourite, it doesn't have to be a favourite, but just something that you went to, you really enjoyed, or you felt inspired by, and what it was that you found good about it? Probably the, the first kind of gig I went to was pro- probably my favourite. I mean, uh, you know The View? Yep. Yeah, um, Yeah, it was them, and it was twen- 2017. Um, okay. And yeah, it was just it was amazing. It was in Aloha Town Hall, so it's a really small venue. Um, yep. But yeah, really good. Really like that. Good. What was it about it you liked? You know, can you describe it? I am. Um, well, it was, it was the first proper gig um, I'd ever been to. That that wasn't like the Wiggles. 
so um, yeah, it was <laughs> it was that feeling of um, getting to you know listen to the music live that you you always I, I'd kind of listened to them religiously for the past year. They were my favorite band, right. and I finally got to see them, and it was up really close. So yeah, just just that feeling, yeah, it was really good. Good. And do you feel that like do you feel that inspires you to go and work more at your music? Oh yeah, yeah, hundred percent. That that was one of the reasons we been. I kind of started to that I wanted to I have a band was after that after that gig I was like I want, I want to do that good that's good that's what it's all about though is like enjoying it and you know if you get that as musicians we do get that inspiration from it to go and work a bit harder and do a bit more and things and get involved in more things so that's really good it's good to hear um don't knock the wiggles the wiggles are fantastic <laughs> musicians as well that's Maybe true that's very a, true Maybe not my first choice of music to listen to, but <laughs> big red but yeah, car is a pop. So, oh, I've got a two-year-old son. The stuff like goes around my head when I'm sleeping <laughs> and things like that now. But yeah, um, right, okay. So we've got you're going to play a piece for us. Do you want to tell us just a wee bit about your piece? Yeah. Um, so this piece is called "Bomb Step" by Jonathan Wilson. That's kind of that's a nice kind of funky jazzy piece. Okay. How long have you been playing this? Um, probably probably about two years now. I'm kind of I, I work in Smiths, uh, the toy right. shop, and that's how I actually okay. met my other, one of my other band members. And the piano was in there, kind of known for trying to play this all the time. It really annoys them. Right. So good. Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> kind of my go-to. That's good stuff. So is that? Do you, are you using this for SQE music in school, or is it just something that you've been playing for fun? Um, no, it's just something I've been playing for fun. It's just one of my favourite pieces. Good. That's a good thing to do. Those actually just enjoy playing and yeah, and not just do it because we have to do it for school. You know, that's good. Yeah, definitely. Okay. Uh, that's super. Then I've got a couple of quick fire questions, and then we're going to go and hear your recording. Okay. Yeah. All right. What is your favourite film? Oh, um, Interstellar. I love that film. That dropped again there, did you see that? again, yeah. Yeah, that's fine. I can cut it. I didn't hear what you said, though. Uh, Interstellar. What's that? Interstellar, it's, um, it's about like oh. uh, space and physics and stuff. It's really yeah, good. Yeah, I've heard of it, I don't think I've seen it. Okay. Oh, that's brilliant. Um, what is your favourite sweet? Um, Kinder Bueno. Okay. I think that's the best. Um, what would you like to do after once you leave school, after school? Um, well, I've applied to university for computer science and maths. So um, I've got an unconditional from Edinburgh and Strathclyde, but my, my my dream one's St Andrews, so I'm waiting on that. Okay. Hopefully. Best of luck with that then, that's fine. Um, yes. Okay, and who's your favourite Avenger? Um, well, I've just finished watching WandaVision, so I think I think it's going to yep. be a, a Wanda. I think she's pretty cool. Have you watched the last episode then today? Yeah, I watched it. Watched no it before this. Yeah. Oh, it's brilliant. That's cool. We watch it. We always watch it on a Friday night. Once once the wee guy goes to bed, and that. But my wife's working today, so she'll finish work at half seven. 
So maybe about half eight or something, we'll get to watch it. But all day, it's just like stay off social media. Don't want to see anything. Yeah, yeah, I mean the same. Yeah, that's cool. Then that's cool. What a series it's been. Um, Right. Okay. Thank you very much for coming to chat to us. We're going to hear you playing now. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. Thank you. Pleasure. Thank you again Aidan for coming to chat to us and thanks very much for your wonderful playing. I really enjoyed that. We're now just going to head over to the chat with Jen Cuthbertson. Okay Jen, so welcome to the podcast today. Thank you, thank you for having me. Uh, do you want to just tell us a wee bit about yourself and what you do? Yep, so my name's Jen Cuthbertson. I am a horn player and I teach brass for West Lothian Council. Okay, and how long have you been working there? Oh, just, this is only my second year with the council. So it's been an interesting time to start with, start with new authority. Yeah. Um, I think I've only had like one term, one proper term normal term and then everything's right. gone into COVID and lockdown and all that. Um, oh, yeah. So yeah, uh, second year with the Count- West Lothian Council and before that I was teaching brass in for international schools in Dubai and I was doing that for about 10 years. Right, okay. So I've been teaching 12 years altogether. Okay, so let's, right, let's go back to the start then. How did you get started playing music? So I always enjoyed music from a really young age um my mom and dad would always tell me that when I was really small I was always um trying to sing along to stuff and banging along with my plates and cups and pots and pans and whatever um but I never actually had any formal music lessons until I got to secondary school um so I started playing the horn when I was in first year at secondary school so just like um lots of people listen to this podcast um, I got the chance to, to sign up for lessons in first year and then it really all went from there um, yep. I I don't know why I chose brass it just it always sounds weird when I say this but it's true like it just spoke to me the most um, yep. you know you get your little you can try whether you can you want brass or woodwind or percussion at our school those were the three and guitar 
Um, guitar was definitely out because it hurt my fingers. Okay. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, that's like, reason, is I know. And uh, I had when I had a go at some woodwind instruments, I just couldn't make a sound out of it at all. Um, obviously, my embouchure was destined to be a brass player, not not a but, saxophonist. Do you know what's funny? You say that like <laughs> I was tried out for woodwind and they did a hearing test thing and like I got the top marks. I was like first one pulled in. Tried for flute. Couldn't make a sound like you'll not be able to play the flute because of your, your embouchure. And I was like, all right. Oh, okay. And then I'd love to go back and go, how's how's that working out for you there? Yeah. <laughs> it's so strange, isn't it? I remember we tried flute, uh, not flute, we tried sax and clarinet and it just, nothing. Not a thing. Right. Um, and then I went to the brass one and I could see all these instruments um, lying out to choose and the horn was the one that spoke to, them, spoke to me the most. Okay. We've been best friends ever since. Best friends. If only you'd known back then how <laughs> much know. a pain it would be to carry it about, though. I know. But in all the places that we would go and all the things that we would do, yeah, wild to think back. Um, but yeah, that's how it all started, through local authority lessons through school. Okay. And what, what sort of other stuff did you have apart from your lessons in school and the local authority to be involved in? Um, we were doing... We had Our school was really lucky. We had lots of ensembles in the school. Um, so there was loads of things going on within the school and then also within the local authority. Um, but I have to be honest, outside of that, so outside the regional stuff and outside the the school stuff, I wasn't doing really very much. Okay. Um, I was I was kept busy enough with yeah. all the commitments there. Um, it wasn't till I was a bit older and that I started uni that I ended up doing a bit more outside things, if that makes sense. Okay. Um, okay. So what, like you're talking about uni there, like when did you decide that was what you wanted to do at uni, to go and study music? So I, because I didn't start learning until I was 13, 12, 13, it took me a while to um, believe that I could go to uni yeah. because so many other people start learning um much younger than that, say from yeah. like primary five, or if you're playing the piano or the violin or whatever, even younger. Um, so I was always thinking, mm, I don't know if I'm good enough to go. Um, I'm not sure. I actually always wanted to be a teacher from very okay. young. I thought that I would end up in teaching in some way. And then um, when it became apparent to me that I could I could go and study music, I t- wanted to do that because it was some, just something that I really loved. And really love, and I think that if you can go and study something and work in an area that you really enjoy, you should definitely try and do that. Yeah. Um, I remember at the time a lot of people saying, "Oh well, you know, what are you going to do a music degree? Um, are you sure you don't want to go and just go straight into teaching and do be a primary school teacher or go and study something different?" But my parents actually were really good and said, if you don't go and do it now and spend some time doing something that you really love and enjoy when you're young enough to do it, yeah. you'll really regret it when you're older. Um, so, yeah, as soon as I sort of got the self-belief that I could go and study music, um, that was really for me. And all through my degree, I always had in the back of my mind, I'm going to go, once I finish, I'm going to become uh, a music teacher of some sort. So the two married together nicely yeah yep that's cool um why did you choose to go to napier did you apply elsewhere or was Mm -hmm. it just there 
Noah applied. Um, I can't remember. Oh, God, it's been so long since I've thought about UCAS and all that. I feel like a yeah. granny now. Um, yeah, I mean, back in our day, remember you had to do, like, a paper form. No. Showing our age say, now. Right, I'll just say for everyone that we were at uni together. Yes, we, know each, together. we know each other from back yep. then. So um, it was, like, five years ago we started there. Yes, just recently graduated. Yeah, um, and then spent ten years in Dubai. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so Napier, I applied. I think I filled all the slots. I can't remember how many slots you have um, on your UCAS yeah. form, but I applied all over the shop. Um, but Napier appealed to me because that seemed to be a really good balance between um, the performance side and the academic side of things. I yeah. knew personally myself that I wasn't cut out for a purely performance degree um, I am too highly strung for that and I don't think I could have coped with the pressure that you can feel on that type of degree I think I knew that performing full time was not in my future um, great if it is and I really admire people that can handle that sort of performance pressure but definitely not for me um although I do really love performing um and I I just thought that the academic side would be useful um and I was quite good at all that sort of stuff um and what I liked about Napier was it really prepares you actually quite well the course that we did prepares you quite well for like real life as a musician so the type of modules that you were taking choosing so doing a little bit of the art of teaching a little bit of conducting a little bit of composition and arranging obviously performance um history of music all that i feel like you've got a good grounding for putting out putting a working life together as a musician yeah absolutely yeah i feel like you're i feel like you're telling my story here by the way like starting in first year and the reasons for choosing the and stuff all just exactly the same. But yeah, that was that was exactly what I thought. Like that, I had places I got offered places at Napier and two others, and I just felt that it was much more balanced. The two others were like kind of one extreme one way and one extreme mm-hmm. the other, mm-hmm. and Napier was in the middle, and I could do that. A classical degree. There was elements of like for me playing saxophone there was like jazz improvisation elements yeah, and all that, yeah. and even just with the overlap with the pop course as well that was there. Yeah, yeah. It was really good to get that insight from them and work alongside them, not a huge amount, but time to time. Yeah, it was there. Um, Yeah, I think just a a really diverse range of uh, musicians. Yeah, exactly right. A really diverse range of people that you can work with and learn from. And it kept your options for when you leave uni wide open. Yeah. Um, I, I went... To a couple of additions. Once I knew I got into Napier, I didn't go to a couple more because I knew that that's okay. where I wanted to go. But I remember going in the building and just think it felt really good. It yep. felt welcoming and it felt nice. And at the time, it's such a beautiful campus up yeah. there in the Craig Lockhart Hills in Edinburgh. Lovely. Um, so, yeah, just I'm very much led by my gut, have been all through my life. And that yeah. was the one that felt this is, is right for me. Yeah. So that's what I did. Cool. Who was it? Did your audition? Can you remember? It was uh, Michael Harris and Andrew Doig. Yeah, that's what I had as well. It was probably and the same day. But, it probably yeah. was the same day. Um, I don't. I. I don't remember very much of it. I just remember being really, really nervous. Um, but they were. 
both of them were really, really lovely, actually. Um, actually, what I remember is going and doing the sight singing and being such a panic that I sang the whole thing in a major key and it was minor. I sang, it was G minor and I sang it all in G major. <laughs> I must have blocked it out of my mind. I don't, make, I was I don't just remember sight so, singing at all. I just, I was so nervous that, you know, when you're so nervous that your brain just vacates the premises. Yeah. So yeah. that's my only real, that's my only real memory. <laughs> memory of it. I've got two two things I remember about it. One was I can't remember what how it came about but somebody might have been me mentioned like 4 minutes 33 the John Cage thing oh, okay. and like Michael and Andrew just started chatting about it and the two of them were chatting about how they were going to play it on the radio but then they can't broadcast radio silence and all this and I, I remember just sitting thinking Great. they seem to be enjoying themselves so I'm just going to yeah. keep quiet yeah. Yeah. <laughs> as if that would help me that was one thing the other thing so I was getting just before I went to uni I had lessons from Joe Pasevich yeah and he kept every week would go on about the dotted quaver semi-quaver rhythm and he'd be like you're playing a swing quaver and I was like there's no difference (laughs) it's just the same nobody's ever going to notice this but he'd go on every week and every lesson it was like one two three four one two three four one going on like that's when I was playing them and I was like this is doing my head in but he was such a good teacher and everything, so you still do it, do you know? Went to the audition, played a piece, and I stopped. And Michael Harris just said to me, it's really nice to hear someone playing Dotted Quavers, right? <gasps> and I remember at that point thinking, this is amazing and terrible at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> See, always listen to your teacher, kids. Yep, yep. So now we're really, like, really fortunate as well with the people, the lectures and all that. You know, like, so many... Amazing lectures from so many different backgrounds as well and stuff. And yeah, it was it was fantastic. I often wish that I could go back and do that again. What I know now. Uh, what a luxury to have four years of studying just for you. Yeah, and just all that information, like yeah. you could just go and tap into, or speak to anyone, and yeah, I yeah. would jump at the chance to do that now. That's it. And I remember, like, Michael Harris was the one, you know how in these these situations, this is, right, it always makes, do you remember Scrubs? The TV oh, yeah, program? yeah. It always makes me think of this, right, the start of Scrubs, for anyone that's not seen it, because there might be people that haven't seen yeah. it, given that that was a good while ago. <laughs> it's about a new doctor going into hospital, and he's kind of still learning and stuff, and his mentor, Dr Cox, is the one that's horrible to him, right off the bat, and you're like, he's the nasty one. And this other guy's a good one. But then the more you get into it, you realise he's the good one. He's the one that does everything for you. That was Michael Harris. At first you were like, "Mm, I'm not sure about him. I wouldn't say nasty, but I wasn't sure. And then by like halfway through first year, like he's the one that's that's absolutely spot on. Yeah, absolutely. Knows Um, when to push you and stuff. Yeah, I'm really really grateful for that because when you first come into... When you go into the first year of a music degree... um, especially nowadays people's experiences beforehand are vastly different yep. um, not everybody's maybe coming through a, a sort of traditional route anymore Yeah. Um, so it's good to have somebody just to whip you all into shape straight away Absolutely. Um, that's what you need to, to survive the next yep. four years <laughs> that's but no, I'm, I'm, yeah it was great great times good stuff so after uni, as you mentioned, you went to Dubai. How did that come about? It was 
really um, not in my plans at all to travel. Uh, and when I say that now, I feel it, it's crazy because um, I really, I really benefited from that experience. But basically, what had happened was uh, had gra- about to graduate two thousand and eight. That okay. was just the start of the financial crash, or just in the early sort of stages of yep. the repercussions of that. So opportunities for employment for young people, particularly in the arts, were really slim at that time. Um, my boyfriend, now husband, who I met at uni, um, he, who obviously you know, um, shout out to Neil. Yep. He, um, I've always wanted to say that on a podcast, shout out. <laughs> such <and> such. <laughs> so Neil took a job when I was in fourth year, he'd already graduated. He took a job there for two years with a music school called Centre for Musical Arts. And I went with the idea that it would just be two years and then he would come home. Um, So I went out to visit him during my final year at uni. Um, That was the first time I'd ever been out of Europe before. I'd never really travelled further afield than Western Europe, really. Never had really been anywhere. Um, And went to Dubai to visit him. And at first, I absolutely hated it. I was completely overwhelmed by the size of the city and being in a desert and the, the pace of light, crazy. And I was really thinking, oh, I don't know what this means for the future, all yeah. that. But by I was there for two weeks and by the end of the two weeks, I absolutely loved it. Right, okay. um, so then the lady who runs the music school, um, Tala Badri, um, had let me know that there were going to be some employment opportunities after I had graduated so to get back in touch with her after um, I'd finished my degree. So I did, and she offered me a job. And I thought, well, I'll go for a year, bring it up to the end of Neil's two-year contract, then we'll both come home. Yep. And then ended up staying for 10 years there. Right, OK. Um, just because the it was such a great experience. We were living in Dubai and working and teaching music in Dubai at a time where music education, like we know in this country, was really in its infancy so we had a lot of opportunity to bring new things to the table um, right. there were there are more people living working teaching music in Dubai now than there were certainly when we arrived um, but if, there were people of course already there doing really good stuff um, but we when I was there everybody seemed to work together really well um, to create a whole bunch of performance opportunity for the um for the young people there so yeah. things like starting up new ensembles youth orchestra courses uh, musical workshops um community ensembles um short courses all sorts of things um that we kind of take for granted here weren't really happening there and we had a chance to to start all that up really so and we never got fed up we never got bored we never thought that oh, there's nothing new that we can achieve here. Um, And when we did start to feel that, when we did start to feel like we had come to the end of our time there, it's because I think that we had really done all that we had set out to do. Right, okay. And we're ready for a new challenge. Yeah. Good. And pass that on to someone else. Yeah, exactly. Was there quite a big team of you then? Um... Yes. Uh, well, at first the music school was really small, so when Neil started, really small, there must have only been like 10 teachers or something like that. 
okay. And then it grew and grew and grew. Um, by the time we left, we had two premises and 20-odd staff. Right. Um, it was great. And we were working... It was a music centre, so people came to have lessons after school and at the weekend. But we also did um, work with the visiting schools, international schools, um, and British curriculum schools during the day. Right. So it was a good mix. We taught everybody from... Um, year one, primary one, all the way through to adult. Right. It was great. Good. Okay, so we're going to leave it there on a cliffhanger. Um, it was a very long chat I had with Jane, and I tried to cut it down, but there was I felt there was lots and lots of good stuff in it. Um, so I decided the best course would be to cut it into two parts, and we'll hear part two next week. But be sure to tune into that. Jane talks about um, talks a wee bit about mental health and struggles she had with disordered eating um, which is different from an eating disorder she'll tell you about that um, but it's another good lesson so please tune in next week we'll have another featured pupil who's already lined up and interviewed and we've got the recording already um, so please come back for episode 5 once again thank you for listening please share with colleagues and with friends have a nice week <laughs>